There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Welcome to the Inspired Mind Podcast with Ella Victoria. Hello everyone and welcome back to the podcast. Today I'm joined with my good friend Laura Elizabeth. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. I'm so excited to be here. Oh my gosh, you have no idea. Very excited. Big fan. (laughs) So the first question I like to ask all of my guests is what's been inspiring you lately since this is the Inspired Mind podcast? Honestly, this question throws me because I'm like there's lots of things that have been inspiring me lately. Biggest being obviously I just got back from Europe last week and it's really like cliche to say but obviously once you've done solo travel any bit of solo travel you do kind of come back with like a shifted mentality with certain things like a different perception on things and I think the biggest thing coming back and like that's continuing to inspire me in general life and everything would be I did a lot of like people watching and just like sitting while I was overseas and I think you when you like just sit and just watch people around you Mm. especially in other countries you realize what that everyone's all just living in their own little like bubbles in their own little worlds and like seeing what makes other people happy sorry this is going to be a little bit of a tangent but no I love that even like traveling and realizing what things I actually need day to day in life just made me realize that like I actually don't need a hell of a lot of things. I came back home and did a massive cull because I was like, oh my gosh, I have so much stuff. I just want to cull, work with as little things day to day as possible. I don't know, just traveling made me realize like you really don't need much to be happy and to get by day to day. And I'm like, and obviously I like buying things. There's no doubt about that. But I'm like, I just feel inspired to live a more simplified yet happy life. Mm-hmm. Is that is that a no that is, is a that great a... answer I was just thinking as you were talking I'm like that must be really hard for you to come up with one thing yeah. that's been inspiring you because I feel like travel just inspires you in so, so many different many ways. ways like absolutely. you come back feeling like a bit of a different person yes yes absolutely but you were saying before as well you're like you came back and it feels like nothing's changed at the yeah, same time like my environment around me hasn't changed but I I have changed so my environment has changed because my 
perception and mentality has changed if oh that makes sense oh my gosh I'm so excited so, to properly catch up with you yeah. and all because like we briefly <laughs> talked about it the other day yeah. but I bumped into you at the office and I was like I'm so sorry I've got no, to go we were both in... but I was like you know what we'll save it for the podcast yeah. episode and I can hear all about yes. your trip yes but before we get into chatting about Laura's big Europe trip her solo travel Tell us about who you are, what you do. Just give the (laughs) listeners a snapshot as to who you are. So my name is Laura Elizabeth. I run by that name. I'm a freelance makeup artist and I've been working full time in that industry since 2019. I have also do a little bit of online social media work, um, which has been picking up a lot more as of lately, which I love because... I love variety across mm. my work, which I'm sure you could relate with the same too. manager. Yes, same management. Um, love her bits. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I love life, love staying active, love just living the best life I can in the meantime. Mm-hmm. That's about it. Yeah, I feel like fitness is a big part of your <laughs> life as well. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, and travel now. Yes, and travel now. Now I've got the bug. Yes. I'll be, I'll be traveling more often. <laughs> okay, so tell us where you went and how long you were gone for. So I left end of May, I left on the 25th of May and then flew in on the 26th of May into London. And then the following day was actually my 23rd birthday. Um, So I flew into London, went over to Dublin, Amsterdam, Paris, back to London. And then from London, I went into, flew into Naples, then went to Sorrento, Positano, up to Florence, La Spezia, which is near Cinque Terre at the top of Italy and then over to Ooh. so many things so many places this is only halfway oh. yeah you're like how do I remember <laughs> I've been saying my itinerary so like every person you you meet while you're over there they're like so where are you going what are you doing and then it's the same itinerary so I literally just yes. know it's back to front now yes um after Cinque Terre I went over to Zadar in Croatia for a music festival met some friends there and then went to Split in, in Croatia and then over to south of France stayed in Nice and then from Nice, I went to San Sebastian, Barcelona, Ibiza, Mallorca, and then flew back over to Athens and then did Eos, Paros, Milos, Mykonos, and then went back to Athens and then flew out of there and came back here. Wow. So yeah, lots A of big places. trip. Yeah, but I'm like, I still feel like I didn't even go anywhere near like Germany or Switzerland or like any of that more yeah. Eastern Europe. So I'm like, next time. Next yeah. time. I know you've got to go back. I feel like Absolutely. you go to Europe once and then you come back. You're like, okay, there's so much more to see. I saw like the hot spots of like where I feel like most people go on their first Europe trip. But now I'm like, okay, now I know exactly what I want to do when I travel, who I want to see, where, like just, yeah. you just know, know more. Do so. you feel like you spent the right amount of time everywhere? Um, The only place I could probably or easily spend more time at was... Croatia I didn't wasn't there for long enough because I was only did the festival and went to split didn't even see like Havar or Dubrovnik and that looks amazing Mm. um and Barcelona I thought was really cool and like you you could live there like it's an insane city I had I spent enough time at each shore but you could do so much so much at every place so it's so hard to tell how much time you should Mm -hmm. spend at certain places when I was like researching like or to set like places I literally look up how long to spend in blank and then I go to my travel agent and be like is this a good amount of days and she'd be like no add a day take off a day yeah they always say like, that like more time yeah like literally. really yeah but you kind of need time to recover a hundred percent you need almost I, when I, every time I moved I was like I realized I needed one day just to like gain my bearings one day to like adventure one day and like to actually do fun things and then one day to just chill and then even a day just to shop at most places I'm like shopping and like just going to cafes and eating is like such a fun like and like that would be my perfect itinerary of each place like three four days four days doing all of that because you take off a day either like 
half a day either end just traveling so yeah yeah. and also you want to have a holiday but also travel and explore absolutely absolutely i heard especially in summer i heard a um flex flex and frooms on the radio they were chatting about this and they were like holidaying you're either a vacationer holiday or you're like a explorative person yes like some people want to go and just not move lie down eat drink just do nothing which is so fair i want to do that sometimes too but then sometimes i'm like i need to go explore here you go adventure yes. see things. and i was like so true though like yeah different people they different fill holidays. your cup in different ways mm, but absolutely. i think you need both absolutely like, i think good like when you're traveling that's actually exhausting yeah a hundred percent hundred percent you gotta you know? reset somewhere so where was your favorite place i feel like that's something everyone's probably wondering oh, after yes. you've listed off everywhere you went um definitely mallorca was up there Nice in the south of France, I loved too. Italy, oh, Cinque Terre in Italy was beautiful. Cinque Terre is literally like, it's like a postcard everywhere you look. Like it's like, it's like just immaculate and it's just, and everyone's there for like just to adventure, to eat, drink and just sit in the sun. And it was just like, loved it. Good vibes. Amazing. Yeah. Are there beaches in every single town in Cinque Terre? So there's five towns. Um, Cornelia is the only, or Caniglia is the only one that doesn't because it's quite far right. up the hill, but it is a beautiful little town. And then if you keep adventuring past Cinque Terre and like you can get the train to the other parts of the Italian Riviera, there's like, I went to Portofino, Camoli, there was a few bays in there. Like it's just like beautiful, amazing. Oh, I like, would have loved to go to Portofino, but it seems a bit like out of the way. You, it would only took me like an hour and a half from La Spezia, which is like, it would even take you less time, like an hour and a bit from Cinque Terre. So you could go. Definitely. Oh, it was, it's like, it doesn't, it's what, on that, the train. Yeah. On the train, okay. train and then a bus. Okay. I'm going to find out more mm. details after I this was, review. So worth it. So I feel worth like it. the best way to find out this information is just by talking to people. Uh, hey, cause 100%. you can Google it, but it's nah. not fully the same. That's, that's why staying in hostels was so beneficial because I was able to chat to people and see what they'd done and what they recommended. And like I would not have done some of the day trips that I'd done if it wasn't for the people that I met and spoke to in the hostels and then being like, oh, I did this, loved it. And I'm like, easy done. I'm booking it. Like, yeah. I'll do it. And that was that. Actually, I've saved one of them that you did. Yes. You um, the bike tour that you did in Florence. Yes, yes. that Was, was that through Airbnb? Yes, that was like one of my favorite. Day- like, I have so many like day trips and stuff I did, but that was one of my favorites. I loved that. I, I thought that was so cute. Yes, he was like the biggest gem. He, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll have to tell you more. How did you find out about that um, though? So I found you found it on Airbnb and he offered it only for French, Italian and Spanish speakers. Yeah. And I like was like, is there any chance you do it in English? Because there was very few available and all the ones I looked at all kind of like all the big groups take you to all the same spots and like it's just very touristy, which yeah. inevitably it, that will be. Um, and he was like, oh, I don't offer it in English, but I'm my English is like, it's okay. And we can use translator if need be. And I was like, sure it was only like 65 australian dollars i think oh. and he pretty it was a one-on-one tour which is very hard to come by like yeah probably you pay like hundreds for like a one-on-one anything in europe he took me through his town that he grew up in through um like a few certain spots and explained the history of some places and i like was picking up more italian and how he was speaking to me too and then like he he'd say some things and then he'd be like oh, i don't know what the english word is for this and try to explain it uh-huh. and then i was like oh and i'd say it. and it was just like really it was yeah really interesting he was beautiful that's so cool trying to communicate mm-hmm. in two different languages but somehow you've managed to figure yeah, it out literally. even and, if you don't understand the language and he'd pull up google translate and like speak into it and then 
it would translate and I would be like, oh, I understand what you're saying. It was just so interesting. Like, yeah, but I loved it, loved it. It was very wholesome, very nice. Oh, that's so good. Well, anyway, I want to hear more about your trip Mm -hmm. later on. I feel like I have so many questions in general, but what encouraged you to do solo travel? Because I feel like that's something we should really delve into in this episode because a lot of people like the idea of solo travel, but get a bit scared about yeah. it, don't know where to start. So I went to Thailand last year in August, which is a year ago now. And I always knew I wanted to do Europe this year. Well, mm. not this year, but I knew I wanted to do Europe. And I was like, I definitely want to go on my own because I have certain friends everywhere, but like no one I would go away with for that amount of time. Like I love all my friends to bits, but I mean, we all have different like wants and needs out of a trip. And mm. when you're on your own, you really dictate your like whole trip. You decide where you eat where you go, like every, down to just everything, how you travel, how you move around. I love my own company as is. Love, love spending time with people too. So I'm like, either way, I don't mind if I went with people or on my own. But I was like, in order for me to go to Europe, I need to do something a little bit more close to home. But Thailand and Vietnam and all that seemed really a little bit easier for like backpackers, I guess, because it Mm. is a lot cheaper and just, yeah, I heard it was easier. So I was like, let's go. But the person that actually inspired me was Izzy. So when she came out of high school, I think she'd broken up with a previous partner and she's told me this story but she decided she wanted to travel do solo travel or she just needed to so she went and did like a month-long trip in like thailand or vietnam might have been vietnam anyway she was the one that was kind of like you would love it like you need to do it like it was the best thing i ever did and when she just tell me stories i'm like yeah i just have to do it so like one night i was like i just booked my flights into thailand and then started like planning a trip and I was like I got was sitting on the plane over and I that was when I realized that that was like I was like I'm on my own I have no idea what I'm doing I've got nothing planned like to I've just got accommodation booked and that's it like I don't have any ideas of what's happening and it was literally the best trip ever I met people the second I got to my hostel in Phuket and then continued to meet people the whole rest of the trip so it was like that reassured me that I could definitely take on Europe like I was like that's a little bit more attainable now that yes. I've done Thailand so, so how, how long was Thailand again that Thailand was Thailand was only two weeks two weeks which that was all the time I could get off in between work at that time so I was like two weeks is that's not yeah. time because luckily Thailand I remember when you were going over and yeah. you were like moving the week before oh, as well <laughs> I moved apartments on the Friday went to Thailand on the Monday yeah so I literally moved in dumped everything found a roommate see ya I'm going for two weeks <laughs> and then that, that was that <laughs> and I had no workspace either it was like the biggest that was the biggest down point of my life was just before that trip and then like it was literally just you know when you feel like victim mentality the world's against you you just mm. ever go through phases where you're like nothing's looking up for me although I'm, I'm very lucky to be where I am that was a very very low point in everything and then I went to Thailand and it was just the best timing I could have the best oh, time so yeah that's so good yes were there like any challenges or anything that came up in Thailand um I think just getting around and making sure you're getting on the right trains and buses and like obviously communication and everything but I think I quickly realized that if you ask anyone a question, and most people are willing to help. Like yeah. You've yeah. As long as you ask questions, like you're fine. So yeah, yeah. I think that was probably the hardest hardest part. Even in Europe, same thing. Yeah. It's hard to get around, like especially when you're tired or like hungover. Mm. You're reading signs in other languages, and you're like, what on earth? Be like, hey, there's someone standing there. Just ask them. Like, no shame, no embarrassment. Or go ask the train guard. Go ask the someone working in the shop. Or like 
you know, things like that. Just asking. I know. I feel like sometimes people can get really embarrassed yeah. about asking for help in public, but yeah. I'm like, I feel like there's nothing wrong no, with that. No, I I think I used to, I used to be so anxious about all little things like that. Now I'm like, no, like you just got to, how else do you find an answer unless you ask for it? So yeah. yeah. Did you have any like personal struggles with like loneliness or anything like that? Um, In Europe, yes. At the start of my trip, I remember being in my hostels, even in Dublin, I felt pretty like out of place just because I wasn't, it was my second location and I was still kind of, it was only like two days after I had really flown into London that I got to Dublin. It was, everyone was so beautiful and so lovely, but my hostel wasn't as like sociable and I just was like tired because that I'd technically still been, like I'd only just traveled into the country or into Europe. Mm. So I was just like the jet lag and everything. So I think that was points of that where I was like, I felt a little bit lonely, but I also wasn't, couldn't be bothered to put in the effort to like make friends at that point. So it was like a, my own, my own fault. But I, at the same time, I knew that what was to come and I was like, it's okay if you just like, it's okay to just do your own thing and just mm. chill. Cause I do that here. So I'm like, what's the difference? Like, yeah. you know, just cause you're in another country, like, yeah. So I didn't, didn't make myself feel bad about it. I was just kind of like, oh, well, I'll take it as it comes. If you want to just do nothing and be on your own, then that's fine. Like you can still adventure and see things. Cause so. I guess like, even though you're on your own, so yeah. you're traveling, you're not really on your own. No. You're actually more or less around people the whole time, especially when you're in hostels. A hundred percent. Like you're, I'm more alone here than what mm. I am traveling. If you ever feel like you don't like your own company, take yourself traveling. And not only will you scare yourself <laughs> into loving your own company, because you'll be like itching for it around when you're like so social 24 seven around so many people, you're like, oh, can't wait to just go back to my hostel bed and just yeah. like be on my own. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm exhausted. <laughs> did you go in like shared hostels or um, did you have like a private dorm or anything like that? Um, so I pretty much stayed in mostly female dorms of like between four, six, eight, ten beds. The most I stayed in was um, my one in Mykonos. It was a, like 20 person mixed dorm. Was that the really nice one? Yeah, it was like, I mean, it looks nice. But it was like, I mean, hostels are hostels. Like, they're going to be a bit grubby because there's people constantly in and out of them. But, like, yeah. they clean them pretty like pretty much daily, all of them. Mm. Um, so th- this one, yeah, it was pretty nice. I was pretty, pretty impressed. I had I actually had some – that was, like, probably the most fun I had at a hostel was in that dorm. Yeah. Like, it was just like a big school camp. Like, it was so fun. Aww. So fun. And I met so many people. So Yeah. yeah. So it was all positive experiences yeah. with the hostels. I, fortunately, I had a few, like, interesting encounters, I guess, like, with people – but you just know you're only there for a few days and you just, yeah. know, or there'll be like a, the way the shower works might annoy you or like the, the way that there's no curtains over the bed or like there's a, the charging spots at the wrong end of the bed or like just little things you're like, mm. oh, that's annoying. But oh, well, you realize what you actually, what's important to you and what isn't like, you're like, oh, just goes over your head or like different people and how they, what times they get up, what times they go to bed, like little things like that bother you. Yeah. Like sleep. Yeah. Like <laughs> I just put on noise cancelling headphones and like lights out. Like it's like the last thing you're worrying about after a big day, like is what other people are doing. Sometimes you're just like getting yeah. to bed and that's that. Was everyone pretty respectful? Did you find? Yeah. I had one, like a few girls in one of my hostels. They were all so lovely, a little bit younger than me. And they were just, because there was four of them in a, this six-person dorm, they pretty much took up most of this room. 
and they just had so much stuff and just girls that have lots of things everywhere with mm. not a lot of awareness <laughs> of other people. Right. I was like, wow, I'm like literally I'm moving their things to like make room for me to put things down. Or, oh, like that was the worst. Oh. That was the worst. But like, I don't know. I was like, it didn't didn't really care I was, yeah. I was when I was in my party phase so I just like I just like oh well what you were out probably yeah. half time anyway I was like it didn't bother me so I was like that's <laughs> fine but wow I was like some girls are feral yeah <laughs> yeah literally <laughs> but that's okay yeah <laughs> so how did you go about making friends when you were away um honestly other Aussies I felt more inclined to chat to because it was very comforting hearing an Aussie accent yeah especially at the start of my trip there wasn't many Aussies over there and then gradually as time went on more Aussies came over and it was like you'd be anywhere and you'd hear an Aussie accent but like I'd just be sitting in a cafe or at a, at a bus stop and I'd hear the accent and I'd be like where are you from I'd literally just like straight out just ask that and then they'd be like just start chatting and honestly nine times out of ten everyone is down for a chat like there's very yeah. few people who actually if someone doesn't want to chat you can tell within the first like 30 seconds anyway so yeah just turn around start asking questions like I feel like when you're traveling it's really easy to break the ice because you're like how long are you traveling for? Where have you been? Where are you going? Where are you mm. staying? What's your plans for tonight? So many things you can ask straight off the bat. Instant, like, break breaking the ice and you've met a new friend. And then I'd be like, oh, I might grab your Instagram. Because, like, if you're going to be here for a few days, I might catch up with you or something. Yeah. And then that was that. So Did you meet up with a few people in different places as well? Like, did it cross over? Yeah, there was a few people unintentionally I ran into. I ran into these boys that I met in coming off the plane in Ibiza. I was just chatting to them. Met them there and then saw them about three different times in Ibiza unintentionally and then saw them again in Mallorca like random booked this accommodation an hour before I got there got there they were just on the street and I was like yeah cool fun had a chat with them seeing how they went since I last saw them then I ran into them again like a week and two weeks later in Mykonos and I was like wow but like I didn't I guess intentionally hang out with them yeah it was just kind of like it was nice to see them be like oh my god how's it been like where have you been like where like how's life I don't know it's just crazy crazy Aww. but I did see friends in Ibiza Croatia in for the festival and then I saw Izzy and Bronte in Paros so they yes, were they right. were my like intentional like crossovers um and then everything else was just accidental and yeah yeah so in terms of loneliness and going back to that you just kind of felt like that at the start and then after yeah. that it was like you're surrounded oh. by people anyway like there was even like when I got to Florence I remembered being like I actually can't be bothered to like I just want to go on adventure and just wander and do my own thing and like because you do the yeah. like have your experiences and you're just exhausted and you're like I can't I've, I'm you have your times where you want to chat and make friends and then you have your times where you're just like happy to chill and do your own thing so yes. it was a nice yeah very much at the start and then I kind of gained more confidence to just talk to anyone and by the end of it I reckon I'd be fine now like I go over there now just to like be able to just chat to anyone straight off the bat like that makes sense like mm-hmm. I'd go back and just be like no just start chatting and just make friends mm-hmm. like who cares so I guess that leads me on to my next question which is what are the benefits and like differences of traveling solo versus in a group um you're a lot more approachable solo than you are in a group naturally I've noticed when you're in a group and hang out with people you you're not looking around to make friends you're not you don't look as approachable because you're stuck mm. chatting to one another and you're also less inclined I noticed with some of my friends that were traveling with friends or in groups which is absolutely nothing wrong with this because it probably saves them more money and time but you you're more likely to like get transfers or like taxis everywhere versus I'm like I'm not paying for a taxi or an uber on my own so I'm like I'm getting on public transport and with True. that that's how I met people that's how I you you're forced to just 
people watch and just see what goes on around you like you just put yourself in different more scary sure like vulnerable situations but i mean like that's how you get around so yeah i feel like things like that was definitely more that would be the main differences in traveling on your own versus in a group and then obviously yeah you're, you're definitely just more inclined to make friends when you're on your own because you quite literally have to in order to have company mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah but I guess ultimately it's good because you get to do whatever you want every single day oh yeah day. and that, obviously that that's a that's a huge thing yeah you dictate literally everything you dictate what time you get up what time where you eat how you eat where yeah. you sit like everything so how did you feel like your whole trip contributed to your own personal growth yeah like general confidence like I think you're just way more assured as humans we all want to feel like wanted or valued by other people and I think with traveling I realized you realize what how you are valued to other people because you will meet people and if people don't really like who you are they won't hang out with you like it's as simple as that if I didn't like the person that you were to me I wouldn't I wouldn't come and intentionally hang out with you so for people too that you've just met that they don't really know much about you other than what you've told them and the kind of person that you're putting out like you realize that you actually are you've got things to value and things to offer so Mm. coming back home I'm like I'm more self-assured in what I have to offer and like I don't know if that that make hopefully that makes a little bit of sense like I'm just like people like you for just you yeah and just like I away from your work away from yeah I think I I've always had growing up I've always obviously most of us girls have confidence issues at different stages and just I don't know I think I always used to doubt like what I had to offer in conversations even and just like like I'd always I don't know I think I I just yeah always wasn't as self-assured and then traveling it just makes you realize what you really do have to offer and put out there yeah in conversations or towards other people or like Mm. yeah I don't know. It made you realize you can get along with kind of yeah. anyone. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. But I feel like you are a very social person though. I am, but I think I think I I always fear that people like I used to fear in, in conversations and growing up that people would have better things to do or I was always over a bother. Like ah. I always I always used to approach conversations being like, Oh sorry to bother you. Like I'm always an inconvenience. Right. Whereas now I'm like, no, what I have to say is valid and valuable and like you just I'm a little bit more yeah it's really nice when you're traveling as well because you don't feel like anyone has anywhere necessarily to be yeah absolutely like they're there on holiday they're not like oh sorry I've got to go back to work yeah you know what I mean it's like they have the undivided attention to you yes yes and at the same time they've there is so many things that someone could be doing on holidays so for them to give out away any of their time to someone that they've just met yeah you're like clearly I am of of value and it's like I don't know it's it's sad that I ever thought otherwise but I'm like I guess no no but I think that's very relatable yeah yeah exactly I think so that's so good I guess it really probably helps with like your social skills and things like that Mm. as well being able to go up and talk to anyone literally absolutely because you'd meet all sorts of people over there yeah absolutely in terms of like safety and things like that I know that's a big thing that comes up when people think about solo travel yeah what things did you do to make sure you were safe? Um, I would never get intoxicated to the point that I couldn't control myself or couldn't get myself <laughs> home. That's obviously a big one. Especially if you're, like, I kind of went over with the intention of being like, I don't party in Sydney, so I'm going to, like, go out and have fun. But I always made sure I could get myself home or I had a way home. And then I would never really, like, linger anywhere at night where I didn't need to be or I wasn't in a group. And... I would always, if I met new people out, I'd be like, okay, I'm like, I'm staying with you. Just like make sure that they know that you're there with them and that they're going to leave with you or like make mm. sure that we're all leaving together or something like that. 
Um, and then in terms of like belongings and stuff, I always just had, obviously everyone's worried about pickpocketers and everything. And they're very much a thing because a lot of people had stuff stolen. Really? But like, I don't, I, I was fine. Like I didn't find, find that I was in any situation where I would be pickpocketed because I was like, I just always held onto my bag, held onto my phone, or if my phone was in my bag, it would be like deep in my bag and I just have it really close to me and that's about it. I acted like I never would hold out my phone looking for direct, like, where I'd be going for directions I'd just be like this is where I'm going okay phone away walk like you look like you're moving with intention Mm. um and then obviously staying in female dorms like there's nothing wrong with staying in a mixed dorm either like most males you met traveling I'm sure are really great but a lot of the hostels as well are youth hostels that I stayed in so there's younger people in there anyway most of them oh I didn't know that was a thing some some are like all mixed ages but a lot of the like really big there's a lot of big chain ones in Europe and they are only youth hostels. So right. you kind of know you're only staying with like 20 to 30, 35, 40-year-olds at, mm-hmm. most, at most, at oldest. <laughs> just I guess having, it's just having your wits about have, you, yeah, isn't it? Absolutely. Like just being switched on enough and knowing when could be you could be in a dangerous situation and like... Did you share your location with anyone like at home um, or anything like that? Izzy always has my location, fortunately. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> she's like everyone's second mum. Literally. So <laughs> we, I feel like we've referenced Izzy a few times. She's our manager and yeah. like a really good friend. She's our mum. She's mum. Mum. Bronte and I call her mum. Like, well, like, like Bronte went over to Europe with her and she was like literally yeah. mum. <laughs> literally, literally. So mum has my location. My own mum doesn't. <laughs> um, but yeah, other than that, if I ever needed help or anything, she was there and same with my mom my mom obviously was too but you know izzy has my location so yeah i was fine <laughs> don't know what she can do from the other side of the world but you know <laughs> oh yeah there's so many little things you can do i guess as well yeah but just having your wits about you is the biggest thing like just yeah. don't be dumb like, yeah did you ever get into any situations where you felt unsafe or um, you... there was one night coming home i everyone from my hostel had left early and i knew that i was going to be going home alone and i was like i'll be fine i'll just like in Positano, where I was, it's all stairs. And we were, like, on the other side of, like, the hill, I guess. So, and I remember I was, I left, and I was like, I need to go. Like, it's getting really late. It was early hours in the morning, and I was like, I'll just run. Like, if I'm going to need to get somewhere home quickly, I will literally just take my sugars off and run, because I'm like, I'd rather run than loiter and walk and make myself more vulnerable, because mm. he's going to come near some <laughs> shoeless running home. <laughs> <laughs> anyway I was running home I got these stairs and so and I like stopped and I was on one of the roads and some guy pulled over and was like prompting me to get into his car and I was like yeah no um you're not a taxi don't make me believe that you are bye and I just oh. like that was that was the worst but I've like and then in trains some of the train stations in Paris like Paris is there's some really safe area not actually not really safe there's safer areas and then there's some not so safe and very dodgy areas and I just did not like where it was like not lit up and not enough people I would just walk quickly and that was that but other than that I think I was pretty fine fortunately yeah I didn't have any standout scary experiences <laughs> so just be a really good runner that's it just <laughs> take your shoes off and bolt home <laughs> that's it that's why we run and train just to protect yeah, literally. <laughs> Laura and I just did the city to surf the other day um it was good. It was fun. I yeah. loved it. I yeah. loved it. Actually, you really inspired me looking at um like your stories and stuff and seeing you going running around like Rome and stuff and doing oh. the sightseeing. 
Loved through running it. i was like that's Loved a good idea i like running and sightseeing in europe was like one of the be- like best things i could have done was like bringing my i know i didn't think about that before i think everyone thinks that when you holiday you don't have to do anything which fair you can do nothing but yeah. like i don't move because i have to i move because i freaking can you're literally so overstimulated by what you can see around you that you forget you're running and then you feel even better because the endorphins and you're like it's just great. And most Europe doesn't wake up until bloody like 10 a.m. most mornings. So like oh. if you're up before that, you literally get streets to yourself. Like in Dublin, I remember running. I posted it on TikTok and everyone was like, don't don't be out at that time in the morning. And I'm like, oh, is it, is it unsafe? I'm like, I was fine. I was like, I got off in Dublin and there was literally two people around. And I was just running the streets. Maybe that's why it's unsafe. Up and down. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's it. Because well, no one like wake. Yeah, just no one wakes up early in Europe. So wherever you go, you, and if you get up early and run and you just have, you're literally like on your own and it's like the best. I'm so, definitely yeah. going to do that. Well, yeah. I'm saying this now, but like, but it's like, and it, it's, I, nice I to, it's nice to have a bit of on the days, on the places where I was like in somewhere for like, or I was somewhere for like five, four or five days. I was like, it's nice to have like a semi routine if I didn't feel yes. like going out and drinking every night or going out for dinners every night. I was like, it's nice to wake up and kind of like, it makes me feel at home when I do stuff like that. When I can I like agree. get up. Go for a run, have some breakfast, come back, and then tackle my day. I don't know. So. I agree. I've found in the past when I've traveled and I don't have much of a routine, it actually affects my mental health. A hundred percent. Even though I'm so grateful to be away and I'm having the best time, it, it catches up yeah, with you. Absolutely. And I noticed that by the end of it when I kind of stopped running because I was just like ran out of time and I was in hot Probably places. Steam. <laughs> yeah, I was like by by Mykonos I was like I was done and even in Milos like I did one my last run in Milos and then that was it and then by like Mykonos I was like I feel so out of whack and out of touch because that my running time is my like my thinking time too mm. like I'm I get gain so much clarity I feel so much better after doing it and obviously like yes be able to see more sites I'm running I did like a big run through Paris and saw like all the sites I wanted to in two hours <laughs> like that was that so it was like that works really well yeah honestly i'm like honestly you go to the arc de triomphe or you go down the champs elysees or or you go yeah you go i'm like the louvre i'm like i don't need to like like stand there and really take it in you just kind of look at it take a pic move on like you're not like that's it (laughs) it's like so i'm like i don't need to be like spend hours walking to everything so yeah run smash it all out move on yeah and everywhere is kind of spread out in certain yeah. cities as well. Like yeah. I know in Rome, like especially. Like yeah, I didn't go to um, Rome. Izzy and Bronte went to Rome. Oh, oh sorry. But I they, said you went no, running it, in Rome. It, Wrong. It, no, that's okay. Florence like, maybe. Uh, yeah, I pretty much ran everywhere. Like we tried to do a run almost everywhere or walk or something. Um, mm. But yeah, they, they had to get up really early to like see some of the sites because it's just so busy. Like, like the Trevi Fountain. Yeah. So I'm like. You've got to get up and seize the day early sometimes just to make yourself feel good. little hack, get some exercise in and do some sightseeing at the same time. And you're full carved up. So the runs, some of the runs I did were like, I felt great. Because I was like, (laughs) I've got croissants, I've got pastas in me. I've got, like, I was, I was, I was sweet. So, yeah. yeah. I saw you said you were like, for the city to surf, you're like, I've been carb loading Literally, since May. dead set. I'm like, I've got carbs to last me a lifetime now. Yeah, it actually makes such a difference. Dead set, absolutely. <laughs> and they're delicious too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so do you have any other tips for remaining in routine while you're away? Like, how do you kind of create a sense of normality and routine? Doing little things to start and finish your day that you would do at home, do ah. there too. So whether that be like your skincare or 
I try not to look at my phone first thing in the morning anyway until I've gone out the door or done something. I will still do that over there because I'm yeah. like, I I didn't want to completely fall out of or fall into really bad habits because two and a half months is a long, like it's a relatively long time and you can definitely bring on some bad or bring in some new or you can shift your habits a lot in that time. So I was like, I don't want to completely yeah. come back and be fully out of whack anyway. It's so like little things like that that I'm like, just to make you feel you're at home or even like um i have a lot of yopro yogurts at home or like protein yogurts i'd still have those in europe because it made me feel i don't know it was a little bit of sense of like normality and being at home that kind of made me or music music was a big one like listening to music before you go to bed or when you wake up or the type of music you listen to the playlist like Mm. things to make you feel like you're in a little bit of like those things can trigger your like um can like uh make you feel like you're at home which can kind of keep you in a little bit of a routine I guess so yeah little things like that how did you schedule in like rest time and time to recharge I think it, you just know when your body's just like yeah I can't do any more today that's my capacity yeah. and like being okay with it yeah because I think at the start I was very much like I felt like I needed to be doing I remember in Dublin actually there was one afternoon where I just came back and I just slept and napped and I woke up and I had so much guilt and I was like wait I'm human. I can only do so much. I've done, I do, mm. you're doing 25, 30,000 steps a day and you're conversing with people and you're like, you're, you're, you're having to think so much more being on your own. You're going to be tired and it's okay. Just be okay with it and just like sleep. Yeah. And you can, your capacity is for the day is only your capacity for that day. It might be more the next day. It might be less the next day. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. It I um, just had something pop into my head as well. I was like, I need to bring this up now before I forget. But I remember seeing on your story that you lost your bag oh, on the train. I have a whole list of misfortune on my notes. On I, my I really want to. <laughs> I, I was so like, I don't know. I was coming from Florence to La Spezia. The big Italian trains, they don't really stop for long at each station. Like if you're like traveling with your luggage and stuff, I was like seeing stuff on TikTok. I was like scared. I was like, I need to be ready to get off. And I'd already taken some trains and I already kind of knew they don't stop for too long. And there's a lot of people that are getting off at certain stops. You're like, you've got to have your bag ready to get off. And I, I'm, I was just tired. Like I was just tired and I had my carry on in the overhead like section was so concerned about getting my luggage off that I got my luggage off and I'm standing there with my like single, like little side bag. And I was like, wow, what am I missing? There's definitely like, what I would, and the train was still there, like still there. And I, as I realized, then the door shut and it, there it went. And I was like, Oh my gosh. I was like, and I just realized, and I was like, my passport's in there. Like, <gasps> like not the, that was the one thing I was worried about in my documents. Like there was a, it was everything else I could deal with losing, but the passport, I was like, God, no. Anyway, went down to the train guard and I was like panicking. And he was like, couldn't understand me because I was not speaking Italian. And then he took me to the policeman. They were like MIA for a little bit finally appeared and then they were like speaking Italian but like English Italian but I could understand what they were telling me and he pretty much was like your passport's gonna get stolen you'll probably have to go to there like go get a new one at the embassy because it'll get stolen and this is what he's saying to me as I'm bawling my eyes out (laughs) he's like it'll get stolen and it'll get sold because they really like Australian and American passports like saying it in Italian and I'm like (laughs) listening to him and I'm like you're telling me my passport's gonna get stolen like it was like he was saying like the dark dark black it was like trying to put it to say like the dark or the dark web or the black market or whatever just saying all this shit I was like bro I was like am I hearing this right and I was just bawling my eyes out anyway I sat there for like half an hour an hour and they managed to get a hold of someone on the train and they were like we've located your bag and I was like stunning I was like beautiful now I had to go get up on a train 
to Genoa where it was to go get it. How far was that? Luckily, it was only like an hour and a half from where oh, I was. Only an hour train. and a half. <laughs> so it was a long commute back home. I was supposed to get into my accommodation at Lisbeth's here at like 2 p.m., got there at 8 p.m. That's fine. And I just had gotten and I was like, oh, to the poor girl at the hostel, I was like, you would not believe what just happened. <laughs> I told her and I was like, I'm, I'm so silly. But I got it back. It's fine. Thank God nobody stole your passport. No. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Nobody had even opened it. No one had even probably gone near the bag. Like, oh. but I still wasn't convinced until I was looking at it. I was not convinced that I'd, like, because the policeman could take it for all I know. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. You can't trust anyone, I guess. So. That's some good luck. Yeah, very good luck. Well, I, yeah, I saw that, I think, in your TikTok yeah. or something. And then yeah. you were saying, um, put an air tag in your hand yes. luggage. Yes, as well I as... did. I put an air tag. Actually, that was very lucky. I put an air tag in there and put an air tag in my mm. luggage. And I hid them so that if anyone ever did steal yeah. it, they probably wouldn't find the attack straight away. Oh, that's um, good. And yeah, I feel like that was the best thing I could have done was just always keep an eye on it, them both at all times. So Yeah. Yeah, especially being in hostels too. Like you can't always – you can lock up most things, but like they give you tiny little like cages for your huge suitcase. And I'm like, I just like bury it under the bed or I'll find it somewhere. And no one – everyone pretty much respects other people's things anyway and I'll lock that's up good. all the valuables – but like you can't always lock up everything anyway, so yeah, yeah. You stayed in one of those little um pod things. Yeah, didn't that was you? in Dublin. That one was really cool. Like I, I really that, wanted to do one of them. It was but... really cool, but not. Um, that was one of the ones where I didn't find it. They were as sociable because they were in the yeah, pods, they would be. But it was like super fun, and I thought it was pretty epic. Like all the hostels I stayed in were actually pretty insane. Like I have videos of all of them, and I'd love to do a big TikTok like explaining my rating each one because i'm like yes you should guys if you want some more europe content head over to laura's (laughs) tiktok she's posted so many vlogs from when she was over there very entertaining i'm not i'm literally doing them all because i'm like i have so much content and so many videos i just don't want them to go to waste so i yeah no do it yeah do it because you never know who might refer back to them so how did you find like creating content while you were still traveling i hard that's why i'm so behind because i just got to the point where i was like i'm sacrificing either rest time eating time or sleeping time doing this and plus i'm in another country i'm like i'm not gonna sit here and edit the only times that the reason why i was able to stay on top of them at the start of the trip was i was doing a lot of trains and a lot of like things that i had time like airports and had time Mm. to sit at and edit stuff um, but then by the time when you're doing voiceovers, I don't want to be in a hostel room. Like, like I was, some of them I was. <laughs> they hear you repeat yourself I was, three times. Nah, if I would like, I would be on edge being like, oh my God, I'll quickly film this and hope that no one walks in. 
and just get it done and out of the way. But I got to the point where I was like, no, I'm like, I'm not sacrificing like being in Europe and what like I edit things for TikTok. Like it's really, it's Mm. it's it's important to get them up my own just to refer back to and for other people sure, like your own memories but as well. I was yeah but I was like I'm not it's it's even more important to go out and do shit and experience stuff so yeah like, I'd put it on the back burner and I was like I'll deal with it when I get back in Sydney so yeah yeah that's something that I find quite interesting about content creation and traveling because that's something I learned when I yeah. went over to Europe yes. in winter a few years ago and I was trying to like vlog and upload while I was there and then obviously do everything else yeah. and I was like this is hard yeah like unless you're I, I know that a lot of people, like, even posting stories and stuff, like, I'm like, I like to make my Instagram curated because it's my Instagram. It's fun. Like, I like yeah. to do that. And I, I'd i rather just take heaps of photos, like, be in the moment, put, take a photo, video something, and put my phone away, and then post it all later and just deal with it when That's I'm in That's what I've been doing lately. Like, even yeah. at home, like, I'll mm. take my stories throughout the day, and then in the evening, I'll mm-hmm. just, like... Even if it's an hour, that might seem like a long time, but to catch up on everything yeah. throughout the day, I'll just like it takes post time. everything at once. And um, safety reasons. I would never post exactly oh. where I was anyway until after I'd left because I'm like... That's true. I even in like, I remember people commenting while when I was, when I, the TikToks that I did post in real time, people would be like, oh, where is this hostel? And I was like, I'll tell you in like three days. Because <laughs> I'm like, I don't <laughs> want to post it. And you just don't, you just don't know. Like not that anything would happen, but you just don't know. Yeah. So. Well, you yeah. did meet a few people as well yes, through your I, TikToks. I met, no word of a lie, after, probably after Italy, I met, yeah, so Lon- when I came back to London for the second time, I met at least one person everywhere that had seen a TikTok that I posted. That's so cool. And I only started posting them at the start of my trip, so it was not that long. And pretty much I'd meet every, like, hostel, every time I went out, and the bathrooms, I'd meet girls. One time I was dragged into a bathroom by this girl, and she was like, you need to come with me. And I was like, what the heck? And she was like... I love your TikToks. And I was like, what the fuck? Oh, this is crazy. And I was like, oh my gosh. But obviously drug girls on that. Was she Aussie? Yeah, lots of Aussies. There was a few people that weren't Aussie. I met some people, like obviously after my Dublin TikTok, a lot lot of Irish. That's so cool. So, so crazy. Some guy like saw me in a cafe in Ibiza and didn't realize that it was me until Mallorca and responded and was like, I thought I saw you at this cafe and like, like <gasps> cafe and Ibiza he's like I saw your double TikTok and I followed you and I was like what the like that's crazy I guess when you're over there as well it's going to be pushing it out to those people yes absolutely. it's like if they're the target audience yes. TikTok's smart absolutely absolutely um so yeah it was pretty insane and that's how I got to hang out with certain like certain girls because I was like where are you going next and I'd be yeah. like this place oh, and I'd nice. be like oh me too and then these two beautiful girls I met in Paris we ended up being in Milos together on the first night and I went out to dinner with them because I met them the night before. And they were just the, 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 the cutest duo of girls. And I was like, I just had so much fun. So, oh, that's so yeah, good. It was a good good way to like meet people too because I think people knew I was more approachable already yeah. knowing what, what I was like naturally. So Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and most likely you're going to like them as well. Like yes. if they follow you and like, oh, we vibe with you, yes. then most likely you would as well. Exactly, exactly. Oh, we love TikTok for like yes. travel and stuff. Absolutely, absolutely. I've been like getting so many ideas from just going on there and seeing seeing everything oh, i'm so jealous of you you're gonna have actually so much fun i know like, it's gonna be a different time of year when we go over because we go over in september but it'll still be relatively it'll be warm nice. yeah like, i think be, so it'll be pretty pretty warm still and it'll be good because it won't be as busy like at that time, yeah. So, yeah i don't do too well with the heat anyway yeah. like i like to think that i do but 
like walking around in the heat, I get a bit irritable. You, you get so used to it. Like really? I was like, by the end of it, I I was at the Acropolis on my last day in Athens, 36 degrees at 8am in the morning. Oh my God. And, but you just, you just sweat and you're like, everyone has fans or portable fans. Like you just become so immune. Like I, it progressively got hotter as I was over there. Yeah. And by the end of it, I... I was just like, I was so used to the heat. It was weird. Now coming here, I'm like, this is cold. This is freezing. This is freezing. <laughs> what the hell? I was going to say when you walked in, my apartment felt really quite warm this yeah, morning. Yeah, But it probably, you're probably like, it's actually cold now. I'm like, I'm like, oh, I just remember, I was so hot over there that every day my phone would overheat just from being like in my hand or like really? in my bag. Like every, like, you know how it says temperature, like phone's too hot. That's, it would happen regularly. Like that's how hot it was. Like just crazy oh god oh god yeah i i couldn't yeah especially running i don't know how you did that honestly running was cooler because you've got the breeze when you stop that's when you're like wow the sweat the sweat keeps you cool yeah literally that's it so my next question that i wanted to ask you is there any specific like destinations that you'd recommend for solo travelers like were there are there any places that you feel like would be safer um or that you felt safest at i guess like everywhere i feel like is pretty good it's well both good and both bad like oh. everywhere you you'll you'll be safe and depending on what you do and depending where you go and everything you you could be safe or you could be very unsafe but like in terms of convenience i found south of france was really good because everything's on the train line easy to get around trams were, like transport was really easy i feel like when there's easy transport you're probably more safer and it's mm. just an easier way to get like it's just easy to get around places like Mallorca don't know about the public transport because I hired a car so that I felt safe being able to get myself around just with a car but then you I, drove yeah I drove actually in Mallorca Mykonos and in Milos so I hired wow. cars and then we hired bikes in like scooters in Paris yeah so yeah because like Mallorca I know there's a lot of places that you could only get to by car um, like all the beautiful like swimming spots so I just like was like you just gotta get used to driving on the side of the road very quickly and I was fine so did you do that on your own as well yeah yeah so I pretty much all my car hires I did on my own except for Mykonos I found these other girls and we hired a car I was able to split the cost with them which was great yeah because the other ones are not cheap on your own but it was a lot easier to get around and yeah but in terms of your safety for recommendations I don't know like I honestly I could say a lot of places, but then someone else would probably be like, actually, that place is really unsafe. So mm. I don't know. I don't know. It depends on your experiences. But I felt like Nice was pretty pretty easy to stay at and get around in, felt safe. Um, probably depends on maybe the hostel you stay at yeah, as well. that's true. And the area the hostel's in. A lot of hostels aren't in very good areas. Like, they're normally a little bit, like, because they're huge, they have to fit somewhere. Oh, San Sebastian, I thought, was actually really safe too in Mm. spain it's and it's beautiful there's a big nice promenade that runs along the beach so it's like lots of walkers and everything like just anywhere where there's big strips of like shops or big main areas it's like obviously you're safer but also you're at risk of pickpocketers and stuff so yeah like san sebastian nice london Mm. because they're english speaking so Mm. depends but that would probably be yeah. my picks from the top of my head, at least. I can't think of everyone. Yeah. Like, yeah. Was there anything that surprised you or that you didn't expect when you were traveling? For example, how much something cost? Oh my gosh, yeah. The pricing. There is nothing cheap about Europe. I think the Australian dollar is just so bad that everything was atrocious over there. Like, you're paying like. I knew that Ibiza was like expensive, 
And a lot of Greece, they have a cap on the price of water because you can't drink water out of taps in a lot of places in Europe or nor do you want to even if you can because it's still, you know, you don't want to get have the risk of getting sick anyway. Mm. I know in Greece they put a, there's a price cap on the water bottles over there so you couldn't, they're only like one, two euro each. But in Ibiza, in some of the clubs, there were 15 euro. That is 20 to $25 for a bottle, $25 <gasps> for a bottle of water. Oh my God. Like extortionate, like robbery like that is disgusting but they know they know people need water and you can't leave so they'll charge it same with the the drinks over there there was a bar i went to in positano again i'm paying for the views paying for the like just to go and experience it but 25 euro for a cocktail that's almost 40 australian dollars for a cocktail is that where you brought i saw your tiktok where you brought a shot yes yes we bought lemoncello like travel hack when you're in Amalfi or anywhere in Amalfi. There's bloody limoncello or in Italy, there's limoncello everywhere, but specifically along the Amalfi coast. And you can buy limoncello like bottles for like two euro. And I was like mixing that stuff's like lethal, but like I just mix it in, make a cocktail 10 times stronger. Cause I'm like, yeah, it's expensive. <laughs> More bang for your buck. Literally. That's it. <laughs> so yeah, pricing of everything, like food is not cheap anywhere. Yeah. I just, pricing was definitely a huge. Like, Wine's cheap though, right? Isn't still it? Like, like a glass the cheapest glass i can remember the top of my head would be like four three three fifty four euro which is still like seven six oh, seven okay. eight australian dollars right I so think it's be like cheaper. i thought so too even aperols and like like aperols everyone's like oh yeah they're so cheap they're like eight to ten euro now they're like ten to twelve and then once you the conversion it's like that's 20 australian dollars almost 20 australian dollars like 15 20 so it's like it's not cheap Oh. Not cheap. So well, I've, I've actually never heard that. I've only ever heard like the alcohol's cheap. So I'm really interested yeah. about well, that. Well, I, I think beers are ciders. Yeah. Maybe like how like certain house spirits and house wines and stuff. Like maybe actually. Like maybe, but yeah, I don't know. I'm yeah. not a beer drinker anyway. So have you got any like hacks and tips on how to save some money when you're traveling? Um, pick and choose your like i tried to do one bougie dinner in each place i don't need to eat out breakfast lunch and dinner everywhere pick one meal out a day that you're going to eat out if that that's what you're going to do and then i just had supermarket dishes and honestly you don't want to eat like i mean you can eat sorry you can eat every meal out if you want to if you can afford it but i'm like if you're having like a beautiful big pasta and some nice drinks with it i'm like i'd rather spend my money and, and share it with other people then like oh like something sometimes I eat out on my own but I'm like it's a lot to eat like a big breakfast a big lunch a big dinner and like so I'm like I'd rather just have one meal out a day whether that be with people or on my own have make it a good experience and then just do supermarket like yeah. dishes otherwise and you get over eating the same shit every day so I'm like I kind of enjoyed having yeah, like just yogurt and berries or fruit or like um like a supermarket salad or just like a quick like lots of baguettes everywhere like lots of like pre-made sandwiches and stuff yeah fresh oh ham and cheese like meats and cheese was my favorite like and crackers like you just go to the supermarket buy salami cheese and like bread done there's your lunch like amazing yeah I think that's what we're gonna have to do. We've got breakfast included in most of the places. Yes, that's so in good. hotels, which we think will be really handy. Yeah. Um, but we'll probably just like have a picky lunch and then yeah. a, a dinner yeah. or something. I love picky lunches. Or like picnic a girl, or something. Girl dinners, but for lunch. I'm like, I'd love stuff yeah, that I'm girl like, dinner. Literally, literally. But that's I'm like, I just want a bit of everything. I'm like, and oh, some of the places like in Spain. Are oh, you not going to Spain? Are you? Nah, not Spain. Spain. I'd love to like, though. A lot of places in Europe, all like the tapas and like 
all of the little bite-sized dishes everywhere are just so good they give you bread they give you olives there's like just good to just nibble on nuts everywhere like they'll oh so good so mm-hmm. good oh so good were there any like common misconceptions that you think people have about solo travel that it is lonely like everyone thinks yeah. that it's like every the first question they ask is they're like i could never do that i'd be so lonely like aren't you scared about being like aren't you scared about like being on your own or something i'm like well i do that here comfortably so like i i think i'll be fine and like if you can be on your own anywhere mm. you are you can do anything like there's there's like yeah yeah that's it so. I feel like you're a pretty independent person. Yeah, I would say so. I would say so, which I'm like very lucky about. So do you have any tips for anyone who's wanting to be more independent? Because obviously solo travel is such a huge thing that you can do to push yourself out of your comfort zone and become more independent, but not everyone feels ready to do that and not yeah. everyone can do that. Yeah, like, What absolutely. are some things you can do in your everyday life? Um, doing things that are like what you would deem to be scary doing on your own just start doing I know it's easier said than done but you just have to do it like Mm. I remember for me it was even growing up it was like like our local shops it was like such a thing to go with your friends to the shops or to go everywhere with your friends and then the second you do one thing on your own you're like oh my god everyone's looking at me like how like just little like you just feel like so everyone cares but no one does and once you do it once then you're like oh no one actually cares I can do this is fine it's like going to the beach on your own remember when you were younger and you'd be like I would never go and sit on the beach on my own Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden you do it you're like it's actually not that big of a deal and like I don't know and now I do all that stuff like it's nothing but I think Mm. the idea of it's so much more scarier than actually doing it and then so I just say that would be the easiest thing you could action would just be what do you deem as being scary mm. to do on your own and just doing it? I guess catching yourself out as well and being like, say, this is just a random example and I'm thinking I should so do this myself. But like, if I was like, oh, I really want to go see the Barbie movie, but I have nobody to go yeah, with. Yeah, absolutely. Like you could just go on your own. Well, that's, that's, that's the whole idea behind me traveling. I'm like, I'm not going to wait for anyone anyway to decide if it's the right time for them. Like you just have to, if there's something you want to do, an action, you need to just go out and do it. Like when you're ready to do it, like don't wait for anyone anyway. And naturally, if that means you do things on your own mm. and you can do it, then go. So, yeah, yeah, I guess that's the thing. It's just like mm. don't wait for somebody yeah, else. Exactly, exactly. But I guess there's probably like little things you can do on a daily basis, like yeah, little habits guess... and routines, like ways of trying to slowly get yourself to do things on your own. Yeah, I guess asking yourself the question, like like checking in with yourself regularly and seeing where you're at with things. I think the biggest thing for me is that I, the reason why I love doing things on my own is I get to, I get, you gain a whole new experience of doing things when you do like going for a walk with a friend is great. And it's fun because you get to chat, but going for a walk on your own, you get to fully like take in the experience of where you are. You get to go through your own thoughts. It's just a whole different experience. So mm-hmm. it's like, I guess asking what you need to do and when you need to do it and just like actioning it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hopefully that was the right answer. To that no, no. It's hard to kind it's of. It's just practice, right? Yeah, it's definitely practice. It's hard to go backwards on what you already know. Like when yeah. you like think about, it. I'm like, what did I do to once slowly get better at doing this? But you're like, I have yeah, to go. Yeah, because have you always been like that though? Like, have you always been like pretty good at just just doing whatever on your own? I I know that when I was younger, I definitely have like I, I definitely remember doing things like little things like even in high, going back to like high school, early high school. I remember like the anxiety that would come on when I would just have to cross the playground, like across the old ages and like little things like that, that you'd mm. be like, well, you'd work yourself up over. But I think I just, you, you have to learn to talk yourself out of any sort of anxious thoughts yeah. and just realize that nothing matters. Go and do it. 
and like worse like if people have anything to say or any negative thoughts yeah I don't know. it's not it's unsolicited anyway it's not wanted. i think it comes with maturity and age yeah, as well doesn't absolutely, it absolutely i think like i definitely used to feel a lot more um scared of doing things on my own but i think it's because i cared too much about what other yeah, people thought absolutely like going to the gym and things like that on my yeah. own i think that stemmed from just caring about what other people actually thought. that's a great one going to the gym and doing and joining classes and doing things like on your own that's a big easy attainable thing that you can do just to like put yourself out there mm. and if you can walk into a gym on your own oh my gosh you could do anything you're like the gym's an intimidating place intimidating. when you've never been even when I went to gyms overseas and I was like it kind of reassured me that I can I can go into any gym now it's fine like you don't need to like yeah I don't know psych yourself out, out about where you're walking into so yeah and baby steps yeah exactly exactly I think if it's just walk in and have a look around, that's all you're going to do. You don't need to like, train that time. Yeah, just literally. To, no, yeah. I think that's some really good advice. And in terms of like your daily routine when you're at home, I just wanted to switch gears actually and just like yeah. talk about your home life now. Yeah. What is your day-to-day life like? Um, I try to... Oh gosh, I'm so out of routine because of coming back. It's like, like, what do I even do now? What do I do? Um, I try to... Get up, yeah, not not use my phone. I will throw myself into a cold shower almost every day, regardless of the temperature of what it is outside. Cause do you? I do. I'm like, I'm so religious with my cold showers. To be fair though, coming home, I've only had like two because I'm, it's actually so freaking cold here. <laughs> but prior to going away, I, up from the start of this year to before I went away, I had a cold shower every single morning without fail. And because I obviously I do I have listened to a lot of podcasts on like cold therapy and I've done ice plunges and whatnot, but the cold like cold showers is an easy thing you can do mm. in that direction. Um, and there's so much science behind like what like why they're good for you and everything and mentality wise. So that's something I will always do. And then yeah, try not to look at my phone until I've at least like gone to the gym or done some kind of movement, and then I'm ready to start my day. So I'm like. I don't know whether it's like Pilates, walk, gym, run, like do something and then have a coffee and then I can like look at my phone and then start my day and plan. So yeah, I feel like that would be my... Like, that's your morning. Morning, yeah, every day. I don't know if I'm missing anything. I feel like that's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What about like the evening? Um, evening I'm really shit at. Like I I was so good before I went away. So I'm like, I need to get back into that. But I'm, my sleeping's so whacked at the moment coming home. So <laughs> I'm still getting on top of that. But um, my whoop actually helped me massively. You need to explain what a whoop is. Okay, yeah. So a whoop (laughs) is this. I'm a big advocate for my whoop. It's this little band that pretty much tracks your sleep. And based on your sleep and your recovery, it tells you what your output is for the following day. So that I'm only doing what I'm capable of based on my recovery each day, essentially. That's so good. So it's like, it was really good because I was the first person to be like, no, I can do two gym sessions a day and completely max myself out, like no yeah. matter what mood I was in. And that's just not not like sustainable. It's not good, especially for females. It's not good for your, our hormones. Like I was so out of touch. I thought I was really on top of everything mm-hmm. and I was like smashing it in the gym in every way and like staying on top of shit. But I was like, it was like so opposite for what I, my body actually needed. And like, I still want to move and exercise and whatnot, but I want to make sure that I'm recovering and my body's capable of doing what I want to do. So it, yeah, pretty much is great for that. And it kind of helped me get my sleeping in check and get to bed early because it was like a game almost. And I was like, in order for me to perform and excel tomorrow, not even just 
physically but mentally and be able to show up for your own life day to day you need to be rested for it and like Mm. yes you can't always have the best rest all the time but I'm like my whoop kind of held me accountable to that and to getting to bed I need to be in bed by this time in order to be this much recovered so I can tackle the day and have a great day tomorrow simple mm-hmm. as that so yeah my whoop best thing ever like i love it love it i need to get one i think i have a code yeah wait share it it's almost it looks like a little apple watch yeah it's like a little little black band but um <laughs> you there's like a little charger that just slips over the top so you never actually ever take the band off oh. the char- you charge the charger and it just like can you wear it when you're like swimming and stuff yeah you pretty much wear it you can wear it all the time all oh, the wow. time so it's so good um and price-wise, it's equivalent of two coffees a week. So no Oh, excuses. so basically you get the band for free. free and, and the, you, subs- the watch yeah. is a subscription. This isn't sponsored, by the way. No. But um, Laura does have a code. So if yes, you want to get it, use that. I will that. get it. Here we are. <laughs> She's very passionate is. about it. And I can see why. <laughs> oh, I love it. You Who did to... you learn it from? The Huberman um, Lab? Yeah, Huberman Andrew. Lab talks about it a lot. But Jenna from out like my gym was she's a big advocate for it and I'd already heard about them a lot and then actually no I was in Noosa at the start of the year I actually bought it last year and Noosa Noosa, everyone had one and I was like explain like I need to know more backstory and I just never signed up like I never like um actually started using it and they all had one and I was like fine I'll go home started using it became obsessed Jenna uses it and always talks about it so I was like I should have got one for my dad for his birthday. I'm yeah. just thinking, I'm like, that's one of those things that would be really good as like a gift yeah, for someone. absolutely. But I'll forget. So I need to remember that. Absolutely. Whoop. Get that for someone. Okay. Turns out, I, I think I have a link. I don't have a bloody code uh, or something. But wait, can, I can pop the link in my show yeah, notes. Yeah, sure. I'll send it to you. And it's also yeah. on my Instagram always because it's like, yeah, I am such a big advocate. I'm like, it's right there if anyone needs it. Yeah, I'll send you the link too. Yeah. I like that though. I like the fact that it kind of impacts your evening routine absolutely it's literally like i don't know i feel like seeing what time i need to get to bed by i'm like okay what do i need to do between now and then that needs to get done tonight if it doesn't need to get done tonight it's tomorrow's problem yeah and then just getting to bed like and also like things like dimming your your lights and like not having such a hugely lit up environment helps you kind of like wind down and not being on your phone before bed like we all know that the stuff like that stuff you just you gotta actually do it like an action episode. I know. Why yeah. is it so hard? Like, I mean... Because we're all, like, like slaves to our phones. And, like, <laughs> they literally determine... Like, we're, we're so addicted. It's inevitable, though. They we're, we're, Most of us are addicted to our phones. Did you know we've got a dent in our finger because of our phones? No. Feel this. Feel that. Wait, how does that... So, when you hold your phone, grab your phone. See how when you're holding it, like, with the, your right hand, like, mm. you're saying you're going to hold it like mm. this? Oh, shit! I have a dent! <gasps> it's, like, there... And so they're predicting that our fingers are going to start like evolving no. really weird in the oh future. Oh my god! I but you, the you. other the other hand doesn't have it. No, that's what I'm looking but at. But you can feel it. You can full feel it. No. You guys are going to want to like well, I've, okay, <laughs> see so a visual of this. I have I have a, I have a slight dent on that side, but that side is definitely a lot more. Yeah, well, I haven't researched this myself, but one of the girls was telling me this when I went away, and I was like, no, I was like, I've got a deformed pinky anyway. I was like, so it's just that, it? and then she was like, no, 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 it's this bit, and I was like, oh my god, it actually is. Yeah, right. Indented. That's so from holding wild. our phone. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty scary. Oh, actually, the biggest thing I heard this on a podcast recently, but Instagram and TikTok are designed to be an endless scroll. Like, if you think about it, you could be on it for days without mm. without end. Like, you could be on it forever. Like, they're literally designed to keep us on mm. there. The colors that we see in view, they're literally designed to keep us on, in app so that we keep 
viewing it, keep viewing ads, they keep getting money. Like that's how it works. Yeah. So it's like when you realize that like the same shit that's on there now will also be there tomorrow and the next day and the next day. It's not going anywhere. Just put the phone away. See it tomorrow. Yeah. Like it's addicting, but it's like you have to stop. You got to have some good boundaries yeah, around it. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And practice as well. Like exactly. once you make it a habit, like it's going to come more yeah. naturally, I guess. And yeah. when you know that you feel so good without it. Yeah. But also I'm like, there's nights where I'm like, I could be on TikTok for day hours and I'm like, get off. I'm like, this is stupid. Like, no. Me and Brayden are always just like, oh, I'm in the hole. I'm like, no. <laughs> I sometimes just will walk in on him and he's like, I'm in the hole. And I'm like, get off. You can he acknowledge it. Me. That's it. That's it. I don't acknowledge it. <laughs> <laughs> no. like, he tells me. He's but like, get there's off. No, no shame about it. Because like, hey, you learn a lot on TikTok. So there's nothing wrong with it. But it's just knowing when, when, when it's like impacting your yeah. sleep and that kind of thing that's when it's a hundred percent worth it it's yeah really... i just got a kindle so that's oh, been actually really good i wish i got one for europe you need to bring it. i hope you read yeah, yeah i will that was my biggest regret actually is not buying and bringing a kindle i think that's something that would help everyone's evening routine because mm. also like speaking of phone addiction it's kind of like <laughs> kind of like, feels like you're on your phone it's a halfway point <laughs> a halfway point i don't know it's more comfortable as well like lying down in bed you can easily flick through yeah. instead of holding a big book yeah, absolutely. It's a bit awkward to hold. Better for your eyes too. Better so for a little you. tip for you guys. Yeah. But also, I feel like like since we're talking about like discipline and stuff, I feel yeah. like this is something that you're obviously really good at. Oh, never used to be. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But yeah, keep going. <laughs> yeah. What what tips do you have for people for becoming more self disciplined? Because I think just being around you, you're a very disciplined oh, person. I appreciate that a lot. I never used to be. Izzy would laugh at that comment because I she always really? used to be like, I was so disciplined in the gym and training, but not in my everyday life. I had no structure especially when I moved out that was when I realized that I was like you have no one to bounce off you're on your own like I was so so like not disciplined I would wake up at the wrong times do work at the wrong times I don't think I've ever known you like that yeah no you wouldn't have I feel like I saw a life coach like the start of 2021 and she she was like what's your when I was with her she made me come up with a word for that year and that was the word that I was always like working around and it was discipline so any time she made me write like on my fridge like what would discipline do or if your word was like I don't know like confidence like what would a confident person do what would a disciplined person do like and that was when I was like when I had any problem or anything that arose Mm. I'd be like what would discipline do like and that would be my question and then obviously it's a pretty yes or no like two-way and whatever you're doing like if you're scrolling your phone late at night what would discipline do right now she'd put the phone away and go to bed like simple as that I love that. Mm, it was a really easy, like easy, actionable thing that I could like always ask myself. So and it's a different way of like thinking about it. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, um, what's that movie? It's like a kid's movie where it's all about those different emotions. Have you seen that? Oh, yes. The colored. Yes. yes. Oh my I gosh. Can't, inside out. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And they've got like, the happy emotion, the yeah. sad emotion, and it's like they can turn them on and off and yes. stuff. Yes. It's kind of like that, but it's like, you've got discipline. Yes. You've got confidence and yeah. it's like. You're seeing them almost as as like a people as another being, and you're like, okay, yeah. what, what would that person do? And am I am I reflecting that? Am I doing that? Yes or no? And it's like it's as simple as that. I feel like that would be that would be it. And knowing why you do stuff, mm. like not just doing it because you have to. Mm. Why are you doing it? If you don't want to do it, then there's, you're not gonna keep doing it. Mm. Like, so no, that's good. Yes, yeah, yeah. The whole time I've known you, I feel like you've been very yeah. very disciplined. I. I've and super interpersonal development and stuff as well. Always been into personal development, but definitely when I moved out of home was when I kind of like took like 10 steps backwards because I was just on and in the lockdown. I was so, so like, 
I could only control certain things. So I got really fixated on the wrong things and fell into like what I thought were good habits, but it was probably the other, like definitely the bad habits and whatnot. So it was like, and when you're on your own, you just get so in your head about things. And I was just so like, like I'd be really, really on top of things for a few days. And then I'd set like go backwards because what I was doing wasn't sustainable long-term. Yeah. So it was like, yeah, I feel like. Well, it's I'm, something you've had to work on. Yeah. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. So, all, but look where you are now. That's it. All practice. And... Just doing a big solo trip yeah, on your own. That's it. That's it. Do you think you'll do another one? Absolutely. I would love to do Asia, like Southeast Asia. Mm. Um, but I also, I like, I want to travel with people. Like, I, I'd love to. Yeah. But I just, <laughs> I do love people. <laughs> I do. I'm like, I really, my, I would love to find a part. I'm so, like, single at the moment. So I'm like, I genuinely would love a partner that would be happy to travel mm. and travel with them. Because traveling and like, I love love and I love seeing it and I had no issue being single obviously traveling but looking at people in love in other countries and just being together like I was like oh I love that like I remember being in Mallorca and sitting at these beautiful beaches and just seeing couples like in the water just like chilling together I was just like that's just the the cutest thing ever so I can't wait for that so I hope to do that with someone someone yeah yeah like or like uh, Central or South America would be amazing to go to so so many places so many places so exciting yeah and going back to uh the self-discipline and independence and stuff um how has that helped you with your career so i feel like it i remember this was actually one of the things that came up with my life coach i feel like i became more confident in the work i was producing when i was more happy with myself Mm. like i think i think that's the right answer to that question no i love that I, when you're more confident in general life, it reflects, especially when your work is you, like it's literally like, I don't have anyone else that's creating the work that I create, produce. If I'm not, if I'm, I look back at when I was in like a rough head space and yes, I was still creating great work and like proud of the work I was creating, but I, it wasn't my best work. Now looking back at it, like I'm like, I because I wasn't as confident in myself as a person so I wasn't as confident naturally and it wasn't projecting and showing through my work mm-hmm. so yeah yeah sounds like you had a really good life coach yes I oh I literally she was I thought it was expensive when I first paid it and now I'm like not nah, best best money I have ever spent yeah literally do you still amazing. go to her or was it like a period of time where it, you went? it was just a like you kind of lock yourself in for a set amount of weeks but she still follows me on instagram and every so often she'll like comment on something or and like so many things have come up and i've been like i dead set would not have thought about that or known that without her mm. and I, I need to tell her that the impact she's actually had on me because it's it's crazy and i've also seen other professionals since that have had a massive impact on me too but she kind of helped guided me and gave me so much more clarity on certain things that i was able to go in and really like work towards certain specific things so mm. yeah would be that she'd be so proud of you like oh, seeing you travel and everything literally, she'd be like wow literally she definitely sees it so i'm like she hopefully she because she could she kind of knew what i was thinking and how but now actually seeing it all unfold it's like yeah like, crazy yeah it just goes to show like how your mindset can do so much so if you guys are feeling like a little bit unconfident or if mm. you know you're not feeling super independent at the moment there's so much you can do there's and so much you, you can do can get to that point it's all like, everything's actionable you, and it seems so I know what it's like when you dead set just think that like the world's against you and nothing's working out for you and it's 
and she must just be lucky or like whatnot. Yeah, that's sure. There's probably a lot of luck that does come into play, mm. but like nothing that's worth it comes easy ever. Yeah, yeah. You've got to put time mm. into stuff. If you want something, you've got to actually work towards take it. action. Yeah, yes, absolutely. So, what's next for you? Obviously, you said you would like to do some more trips, but do yeah. you have any like in the pipeline? I know you got like back last week, but oh, what do you think you'll do next? I don't like. I think right now I'm just like, yeah, work, earn some money because I have no money now. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I would love to, I, I think I want to move somewhere as of next year, like mid next year. I'd love to move somewhere or, and or would love to travel again. So I'm just going to work earn as much as I can between now and then. Um, and then reevaluate as my le- lease is like almost ending, like towards that time. And then I'll go from there because I'm like, you heard it here first. You've, I've said it. It's happening. Whenever. We'll see. We'll see in another year's time, Laura. We'll look back at this podcast and be like, oh my God, you did it. You moved to that place or you did that. I can't wait so I to know. see what's next. I would like, as I said before, I'd love a partner so I can take them traveling with me. Yes. But if not, I'll go solo again. Gladly. Yes. <laughs> so, either way or move somewhere. I don't know. I think I, I just need to mix up my environment. Cause like, yeah, coming home, obviously nothing changes in two and a half months, but I was kind of like, it just made me being in so many different places just made me realize that there is so much to see. And I'm like, I do not want to spend like my twenties doing the same thing. Yes. I love it. And I have the most amazing life, but there's so much to see, so much to see and do. Yeah. So literally yeah. you're away for so long, but it's like, you've just done a tiny mm. little bit of it really yeah. in yeah. the grand scheme of things. Nothing. Seen a speck of the world. Yeah. It's insane. Well, where can everyone find you? Cause you guys need to go and watch Laura's TikToks. Oh my gosh. Yes. So Instagram it's Laura Elizabeth dot TH at the end. And then Laura Elizabeth six on TikTok. And then my makeup account is makeup by Laura Elizabeth on Instagram too. Yes. So even though that does not get the same attention, it's there. <laughs> so <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> if you want your makeup done and she's shy based, yes, definitely it. book in. That's it. this is such a great conversation such a great conversation i loved it and i feel like we could so do another episode absolutely i've got so much to say about so many things i I could talk for days yeah yeah i love it i love our conversations i love when we also talk about like podcasts and things like that so we listen to the same ones i could do a whole like i could tap for like an hour and i was gonna actually mention a podcast like earlier for what's been inspiring you yeah well i'll quickly say the name of it now because it kind of circled back to when i was talking about mindfulness uh, not mindfulness minimalism, like becoming minimal becoming becoming a minimalist, minimalist yeah. and living more a more simplistic life oh i'd love to listen um spiritual minimalism purpose and living a more fulfilling life with light watkins okay the rich roll podcast and that just made me realize that i was like you really don't need a lot to be happy like genuinely. no you so don't that's yeah it's just we always think we need more and more no but you just got to catch yourself more out and, and be like, like it's more overwhelming to have yeah. more options and more things like less is more always always okay laura next time we're gonna do a minimalism yeah chat i'll just like become more of a minimalist yeah now and then and then i'll have more to share <laughs> right now we're still working on it yeah just doing the decluttering that's it yeah start, so good oh well thank you so much for coming on the podcast it was so inspiring hearing about your journey and your travels and i can't wait to see what's next for you Thank where you, you move to me. in a year's I know. time we'll, well, you'll you'll see it all you'll see Aww. it all well if you guys want to see more of the inspired mind podcast you can follow us on instagram as well it's just the inspired mind podcast we also have been posting some little short videos on tiktok if you want to check that out and i hope this episode inspired you and i'll speak to you next week bye
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.